I gotta be at work at five. Yeah. Well, how long is it? Um, what's the what's the commute? No, no, I got, uh, I'm watching the timer over maybe here. Maybe about thirty minutes. At least thirty minutes. <coughs> exactly. Okay. Pretty sure this is a pen has me fucked. <clears throat> oh yeah, that, yeah, that'll do it to you. Who is that guy? Who uh, uh, the guy who was here? Yeah. Uh, his name's Jonathan. That's what's up. He is the guy on the couch. <laughs> I let him stay on the couch. He's my uh, my baby mama's nephew. Who? Okay. Um, probably about three, uh, four fifteen. No, four ten. Mm-hmm. Four ten, so okay. Not rushing. Maybe stop somewhere to get some drink if you want. Yeah. Um, but sure. yeah, he uh, <clears throat> he didn't have anywhere to go. He was his, his he was staying at his grandpa's, and uh, I was just like, you know what, you can stay here, do some MMA training, cause that's what he's into. Uh, as long as you're working and you're, I'll charge you rent, but it's like small amount compared to what it would be if you had an actual room. Yeah. Uh, I charged two fifty a month. Which isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, and then we split we started splitting the electric bill because it started coming out to like four hundred dollars a month. And I was just like, why am I paying so much? Like I'm paying more to stay here at the house than I, than I'm bringing in. So I had to change that. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, welcome to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> Started. You might get yeah, you might get hot, man. That jacket's yeah. kind of thick. I feel good, dude. You feel good? I feel good. Alright. Yeah. Cortez, dude, welcome back to another episode. Um, Thank you so much for having me. And uh hi everybody. We uh well I'm here with Cortez. <coughs> uh I don't he doesn't need no introduction, man. You've been on here three, four times. I think this might be my third. Third fourth, yeah. Yeah, so so um uh looking fancy though. Thank you. I'm dressed for work. Dressed for work? Yeah. What do you do? I'm a waiter. I'm a server. Where at? I don't know if I want to say the name and have oh, okay. no, no. with anything that I'm saying. Are, we, are you really worried about getting fired from a waiting job, though? Um, <laughs> no, I just, I'm here to talk about myself, <laughs> not, not, not my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, well, here's what I thought was kind of funny. There's so, a lot of comics are, are waiters. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if that helps build character in somehow. You know, you're always dealing with people. I feel like it's helping me out because I'm, I'm, I don't like to talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, especially women. Like, I get really nervous around women, but it forces me to have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I, I would call fibbing on that one. You know I'm what shy, I mean? dude. Dude, I've seen you at, I've seen you in work. I've seen you at play. I see That's you when work. I get comfortable. I see but like, you work your magic. But well, I'm yeah. just talking about like you know like just you know, mm-hmm. woman attract woman after attract woman attract woman. Like I get overwhelmed. Mm. Well, you don't you, you don't show it very well. You hide it well. That's just what I mean. That's just how I feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. But it's cool, man. Um, Are you still on the dating scene? On the dating scene. What does that even mean, man? On the dating scene. Am I like actively dating, or am I just dating around, or like am I looking to date one person? I well, I mean, depends on on like the new age version means that you're dating now. You're on Tinder. You're constantly looking for new people to take out. <clears throat> nah. um, some people say when you're dating, you're actually seeing somebody intimately. Yeah. With an unspoken bond that you're not talking to somebody else, which I always thought was bullshit. Like, uh, if you don't verbally say it, then there's no agreement. <coughs> it's not on the table, yeah. It's like you don't go to get a loan and then just start taking money when they're like, hey, uh, what's all that about? No, I got that. Yeah. Oh, I got a loan, man. <laughs> I, uh, mm. I'm not actively pursuing anyone. That's always the best way to find a girl. When you're not chasing after her. Every now and again. Just not looking for it, man. Just chilling, comes just having a good time. I, 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 I try to vibe with it for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not. I'm looking just to get like more into. One, I'm trying to survive still. Mm-hmm. Lord knows, you know what I mean. That's always a struggle, man. And then two, I'm just trying to do me and do comedy. You know what I mean? So it's like it doesn't really invite a lot of space for that sort of stuff. It doesn't. <clears throat> I tell my girlfriend all the time, I'm gonna break up with her just so I can get better at comedy. 
Matt, you can do a lot more things before you break up with your girlfriend, bro. I could probably stop watching porn. Maybe, or you could start writing jokes, dude. No, I write jokes. They're just not... I don't hear They're just not great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I say on stage was one time written down. <clears throat> I guess so. Stop right now. No, not everything. I, 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 I did start on some new stuff, and it did not bad uh, playing on Friday, so. Okay. <clears throat> so we'll see how that works. Because uh, I have three showcases I'm going to go do for Butch. <clears throat> so I'm going to see how those go. Probably stick with that if I can tune it up more. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just bust your balls. Yeah, I know. But, I don't know. I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have just like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. No, I know. That end the conversation no, right would, there. It would. How's your, your uh, comedy career going? How's it going? Uh, it's mostly been just practicing. Mm-hmm. My life has taken precedence over pursuing comedy. Um, not to say that I haven't stopped doing it. Thank you, huh? Uh, uh, what happened? Okay. I haven't done a lot of stuff. Gee, Merry Christmas. This tequila. Hold on, I don't mean to interrupt this. Yeah, go ahead. This tequila uh, is George Clooney's tequila. Holy shit. Which I actually tried it out at a at open mic. Um, what's your Gretchio's open mic on Thursday? Nice. The bartender, the, the manager, really cool guy. I wish I knew his name. I couldn't expect that. But, yeah, I, it's okay. Um, he told me about it. He said, try this. And I was like, okay. And I didn't know. It cost me $18. <laughs> but I was just like, I don't care. $18 for a shot. Fuck it, man. You only live once. Hey, hey, hey. Cheers, son. Sorry, George. You're not drinking because you got to work. It's okay. I mean. Oh, that's some good stuff. It's called Casa Amigos, which I really shouldn't say that that loud because they're not sponsoring the podcast. Interesting. I've heard of that. <clears throat> I saw that at my job. I saw that. You should take a drink one night when you're off. I can't say that I'm going to take any drinks on this thing. Off. Oh. I don't drink. You don't drink. I don't do anything. <clears throat> uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, I took LSD last night. That's exciting, man. What's that? Actually, like? I candy flip. You know what candy flipping is? Fuck no. It's when you take a hit of ecstasy and a hit of acid. And I did that last night. You're going in. Huh? You're going in, bro. I I do like to try new experiences. No, that's cool. <laughs> Not new experience, yeah. but I like to, to like take a situation and make it a little more exciting by adding a little bit of a thrill to it. Like, um, a lot of people don't, will probably look down upon that, though, but, like, I really don't care. Because I, yeah. cause I'm having a great time, I'm having fun, and, uh, it's just, like, I don't see an effort in judging people for what they like to do for fun, as long as they're not hurting anybody else. Yeah. Yeah? So. I'm in, I'm completely agree. But, and I'm very open about it, because yeah. I, I don't want to, it's like, um, I wouldn't go to the bar and quietly order a beer, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I have no problem saying that I do drugs or that I haven't enjoyed doing drugs. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's not always uh, it's not always it's it's frowned upon, I should say. So it is frowned upon uh, by society. You know, anything mm-hmm. about it. Well, even in our even in our community of comics, you know, I've, there's levels. Yeah, it's each of their own, I guess. Yeah. But as far as my comedy career, just, you know, just in the rebuilding phase, mm-hmm. been practicing this whole time. So rebuilding, do you feel like it fell apart at one point? Just talking about my body, my life, dude. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, still got a lot of physical therapy to do. Still yeah, got to get my finances in order. Uh, I'm still on probation. So just trying to get through these hurdles before I say, like, before I can have the expectations to do anything really... You know, 100% towards comedy. I'm still yeah. going to open mics, mind you. I'm still going up to as many open mics as possible. If I can get on a small show that, you know, I can manage, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I had, to, I, could, I had to cancel some trips to Houston. Mm-hmm. 
Because I just didn't have the the, the, the money or the, the energy to go. Yeah, you just don't have the leeway to, to do it right now. So yeah. it's like, you know, and that's okay. Because I'm, like, more comfortable where I'm at yeah. at the moment. And it's like, you know what? This is just what it is. I, I don't have any control over that. What I can do is just keep working in, like, you know, what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And be earnest. And when I'm healthy and, you know, I got my life a little more together, then all that other shit will be fine, you know? But just control the shit I can. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, um... I'm trying to work on, like, something on the inside so I can take it places. You know what I mean? Like, if I got something kind of together, then it's like, oh, okay, now it's like, it really warrants me doing shit anyways. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's really hard to, um, to put 100% on, on anything when you have, when you have to separate yourself in so many different parts of your life. But it's just like, you just gotta, you gotta, it's like learning how to, like, manage your time. Like, it's something I, I don't really do particularly well, but I'm getting better at. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, this is what it's come to, you know. It's going to only be maybe three or four open mics a week for right now. You know what I mean? Which is still pretty good. Still not bad. Which is still not bad. You know what I mean? It's like <coughs> seven to ten. It's not like, okay, I'm the hungriest person out there. But at the same time, like, I need to sleep. Mm-hmm. I need to rest. I need to earn money. I can't be burning the gas. So it's like, I've just been around Fort Worth mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, started going out to Dallas again a few weeks ago just to the open mics. And... Excuse me. I was in Dayton like a couple Sundays ago just doing some open mics. But Well, there's that new one opening up, that new mic that uh, Rippy's throwing it. Yeah, my right? guys, yeah. Shout out to Rippy. Shout one day be on the podcast. <clears throat> he makes jokes about the podcast. I think he needs to actually be on it one day. <laughs> he's got a bit about it right now. I don't know how long he's going to use it. Zach Rippy needs to wear more hats. He needs to wear more hats. Yeah. He... We're tired of seeing that big ass hat and not receiving hair. I want to say one, one day as a, as on stage that he reminds me, he looks like what a baby would look like if it was just the size of a man. Like if it was born, like if a baby was born <clears throat> the size of a man, it would look like, so like, like Rippy. <laughs> uh, it's just a weird thought I had one time. I'll probably have one. He's got he's got soft enough lines for baby features, right? But he's very much man at the same time. Oh no, he's fucking amazing. He's a <laughs> very much a man. Yeah. He's a man. Just yeah. had a baby too. Shout out to him for being uh, a, another father, a second time dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <clears throat> so how how is all that stuff show. going though? Like the probation. It's going, man. It's just just handling it. It just takes its time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things I got to do. I saw a nasty uh, picture that you put up on Instagram about your, your heel. Um, and great way to turn that into uh, you turn that into a shirt. A, a graph? Graphic? Graph. Yeah, a graphic for a t-shirt. Yeah. That was a very thoughtful way to do that. I have one of those, of course. I should have been wearing it for this much. I just don't know where it's at. It's all good, dude. <coughs> we could have showed it. You know what I mean? Who cares? I mean, it's kind of corny, too. But, you know, I always try to support my fellow comments. I appreciate that. I feel um, like you're supporting me by having me. Yeah, I, I think, I mean... It was nice to me. You're always a pal. You always lend me pens. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and those pens. Oh, my God. I I, <laughs> I really do hope, though, this goes on for 10 years, man. Just one day, we forget about it, right? You, you let me chill for about four or five years. Uh-huh. And then on 10-year marker, or, like, within the 10 years, you knew deep down, you have it written down in can, and you're like, it's time to ask me for that pen, man. <laughs> and then you ask me yeah. for that pain. I'm just like. <coughs> I'll, well, I'll tell you this. I'll never forget that you're you're a really nice, generous person, and that you lend me pens. Uh, I appreciate that. Yes, I lend you pens. <laughs> <coughs> Not everybody's gonna come asking me for a pen. Yeah. If uh, if people were like, uh, if people like to, what's that word? Uh, troll. Yeah, they're trolling. They 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 follow up on that troll, but I mean it's a light troll. To get more views. <laughs> to get Gotta more, get more views. Let's get some more views first, people. Hey, mm. things are shaping up over here. I remember I, um, this has come a long way. It's good stuff. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's still like probably maybe up to 20 people per episode, so I don't see that as a failure. It's gotten the, better, dude. From If I go from the YouTube to the app, yeah. you know, the app 
version, and everybody who's listening on Apple Podcasts and everybody who's listening on Stitcher, <coughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's at least 20 to 25 per episode, so I'm happy with that. I mean, I mean, I never did this to get popular or to, like, get everybody to watch, but I did it because I, you know, I always say this on the podcast. I do it because I want, I want to get to know you fuckers, and, and it's the best way I've gotten to know a lot of you guys. The intentions are very true. I stick with you. And I've learned a lot, dude. I've learned a lot. When I've had uh, you know, just more veteran comics on here, yeah. just advice, you know, just talking about what they've been through. So it's just Matt McLehone gave me some, you know, talked some good shit. He's coming back on in November. Matty Ice, too. Uh, him and John, after they come back from a Be On The Road. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I asked John if he wanted to do it. He wasn't like, he didn't give me a specific yes or no. John Brown, shout out to him. Um, um, but Matt McLehone, he he loves being on the podcast, he, so he he, yeah. he he said he'd come on. I mean, regardless, he'll he might show up in November again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. But enough about that. Let's talk more about the man that is Jorge Cortez. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so as far as your comedy goes, have you uh, you you're like you're not trying to like completely create new stuff, or you're just kind of going with the flow. I'm, I'm still uh, set to the goal that I created mm-hmm. in January of this year to talk about my, this year in mm-hmm. particular, 2019, and then maybe a little up into 2020, but really it's, 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 it's uh, an anthology of you know, my life with this injury and just kind of how it's changing me because I feel like it's, you know, I feel like I've changed a lot. I feel like, you know, in some areas, like, I am the same person that I was and always will be and stuff, so it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still working towards that. I'm creating something called the People's Ankle. That's what the the graphic on the shirt is for. <laughs> it's a logo for this album I eventually want to record about mm-hmm. the experiences that are going on in my life right now. The and kind of like... ankle. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, I'm trying to make it more about the ankle. This is just mm-hmm. kind of like the tipping point to get me to where <laughs> I am now, psychologically, just kind of like the, the change of thought that I've had on some yeah. shit. Just talk about, just talk about myself a little more intimately. What um, what what viewpoints have you have have changed since you hurt your ankle? To I don't think I'm as angry, mm-hmm. or as hostile. Um, what do you think that? Or as defensive. What, what can you attribute that to? Well, when you're when you're on one leg, you you take inventory of shit really quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously. If I'm talking shit and I'm being offensive and I'm, you know, and stuff, like, I still, you know, run my mouth, but I'm, I don't feel, like, as hostile or aggressive, but, yeah. like, that can get me in a situation where I have to fight. Mm-hmm. And being on crutches on one leg, like, pe- real shit is people only have so much patience and they don't care. If someone wants to fucking knock you out, they're going to. Yeah, that uh, is very true. So it was very humanizing in that respect because I've never been a fighter and then now this happens to where, like, I basically physically napped. And it's just like, yeah, people are a lot bigger than me, and people can catch me now. Because <laughs> it's like, I, yes, banked they can. I banked on on being able to run away from people. Uh-huh. So it's kind of quick, but, um, but no, yeah. And then also, it's just like, that's, that's like a real superficial way that I was angry. Like, I would just be like by myself, just getting pissed off about shit, and mm-hmm. I just have no control over it. You know, you just gotta kind of accept shit. Would you be one of those guys where, where you're angry, you kind of just walk around pacing in your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, and then, and then after the accident, you uh, you can't really pace no more. You can't pace, but the the, the the feeling is still the same, and it takes you through the same sort of like motions. Like I may not be, pay- I would I would crutch around and shit. <laughs> I was about to say, I just picture you like, uh, like. <laughs> Uh, in my head, I just think you're still angry, but just kind of like dragging your leg yeah, with your arms, just like yeah. fuck this, you know? Yeah. Um, silly thoughts. Silly thoughts. It's just made um, me. It's just made me reaffirm the importance of patience as well, mm-hmm. because things are gonna happen in their own time, and you just gotta let them have. Sometimes you gotta give yourself what you need, <coughs> not what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shit's gonna come in its own time if you're patient. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come regardless. You just need to be patient. With this you know. I can't really tell you exactly, you know. I feel like I've lost some of the patience that I've, that I've got. As you get better? Or I'm just saying in life, you know what I mean? Life. Like, I feel like in the different stage of my life, I was a little more patient, mm-hmm. you know. 
kind of like got, became a little impatient since you know I got away from some of the things that I was doing, and now it's like learning how to be patient for myself is a little different. Because I was like patient for my grandparents when I took care of them, and then I moved and got away from that, and now it's just like it's all about me, 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 and it's like I want to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. I want to like, um, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I want to be uh, actually working. Out. It's kind of like that. Uh it's kind of like that sheltered high school kid that once he turns 18 and goes to college, mm. he doesn't have that his parents to, to be there holding his hand no more or, you know, telling him not to do I've things. I've been to college before, and I'm not talking about my parents. I'm talking about no, I'm using an analogy. Oh, okay. I'm very sheltered in a way, yeah. Well, I was like yeah. the grandparent aspect, you know, you're patient with them. And when you let loose, you, you know, when you're on your own, you let loose and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to make, make up for whatever. It's oh, not yeah. like a high schooler going to college and saying, oh, yeah. drink and get fucked up because I couldn't no, that do it. Is, that is true. A lot of my early 20s were taken up by, like, you know, three years of them taking care of that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all the partying and, and all the fucking, you know, you know, perversions, I didn't really get it out of my system. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like, late to the game like that. So that is true. Um, but, but patient, like, with myself, like, allowing myself to heal and relaxing about shit. Because mm-hmm. this, is, this is taking a long time. Those pictures that you were talking about. Yeah. The pictures of like a wound that I've had open for like over eight months that I couldn't get to close and it got infected and it's just like it became like a very defining like you know thing to me through this experience because it's like I don't know like I feel like I gotta keep you know keep moving to, you know to handle my business but at the same time like you know when I get the chance like I gotta rest too you know it's like balancing it balancing my life to kind of get this thing to heal. I feel like the balance is like what we all try to achieve or some shit. Yeah, because you're a constant mover and I'm a hyper guy. When that happened to you, you probably like, I can't, you probably had that thought like, I can't let this slow me down. And then like, you're just out there still grinding and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I am exhausted. Maybe I should take a step back. And, is that how you kind of felt? I felt that way because like, I was like, I felt on the stage uh, opening in Dallas for okay. Hyenas. That happened... That happened a while ago. Yeah, back when I was on crutches. But that was just like, when that shit happened and I fell and just like, I wasn't really doing a good job of opening. Because like, I was just too caught up in like, you know, I should have spent about like a couple months and you know, at least two or three just getting, trying to get better. Yeah. Instead, I only took three weeks off and I started going back to practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, um, no, that, that, that was a moment where I was just like, eh, I feel like I'm a little in over my head and I'm asking too much for my body. And then, like, some shit just kept going on, you know what I mean? But it was just, yeah. you know, like, I just kept kept running and kept running and kept, you know, pretending like, you know, everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And it was for the most part. Like, I'm, I'm still alive, obviously. So it's like, yeah. You know, ankle's still attached. But, you know, after three months, the wound doesn't close. And then, like, after five months, like, I go to a doctor and he gives me some fucking shit to put on it and whatever kind of helps but doesn't heal it and then now I'm starting to go like down crazier roads and shit you know like mm-hmm. you know, you know it's about to put super glue on you know what I mean just like, call it a fucking day <laughs> super glue <clears throat> yeah is that really where you're just like ah let's just see what the hell that was on a level of fucking is it still somewhat it. open I ripped it open again what did you do don't tell me you're picking at the skin no well, I was in the Epsom salt bath because uh-huh. I'm waiting tables, right? And, uh-huh. and, and it makes my legs fucking sore. Yeah. I don't think you can get an open wound. Well, let me tell you. So it makes your skin soft, and the yeah. skin is really flaky on that area because uh-huh. it's always stretching and peeling off. Yeah. Right. So like, there's like a piece kind of flapping open, and I'm like, I'm gonna take that piece off. Yeah, I was, oh, I, I was picking at it, and, it, and it fucking. <laughs> And if I can, it ripped open a little too much. But it's it's I got it under control. Okay. Um, so it'll be fine. Do you let you let it breed right every so often? Uh, a couple hours throughout the day, right? Dude, holy shit! This has been like an adventure with wound care because like I've heard like wet healing, dry healing. What I got on it is this collagen yeah. dressing. So you're still. Well, who's telling you this? Uh, like a wound a, care specialist. Okay. I found the wet one. Okay. Finally went to one. So, like, I, I fucking, I was like, my anxiety was, like, out of control. And, like, I thought, it was after a weekend of working or something, and I was like, oh, man, my ankle's infected. Because it's just, like, I went to sleep with it hot. 
and I woke up with it hot, so it's like it's five in the morning. I drove myself to the emergency room, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, hey, I think my ankle's infected, and I showed him, and it's like, it's gross, it's, you know, it's like super grody looking, and they kind of look at it, and they're like, mm, uh, no, you know, I don't know, here's some antibiotics. Then they sent me on my way, and it was like 800 bucks, and I'm like, fuck this shit, like, this bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I take the antibiotics, and I feel more sick. Mm-hmm. And but so. You, you're taking them with food, though, right? I was taking them with food, dude. Okay. It's still, like. Still, yeah. No, I feel like ass, dude. It made my head hurt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and these big ass, uh, like, fucking horse pills that I had to take four of. You know what I mean? It's like. Each time? A day. Oh, a day. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I've, you know, I've been on a course of antibiotics before where you gotta take, like, three a day and stuff, you know? Anyways, it just seemed like he didn't really look at it to just throw this fucking stuff out. So. Yeah, like it wasn't like what they, the time they spent with you did not validate the eight hundred dollar charge. That's how I felt. But they're just yeah, I mean it, it doesn't. Like, they didn't look at it and. <clears throat> so what I do is, yeah, I give up on the antibiotics and then I'm like I'm just gonna go to a wound care specialist. This is some advice someone had given me. Why'd you give up on antibiotics though? Because they're making me feel more sick and I just like trust my body. I already think, mm-hmm. you know, like, the pharmacy medicine and, like, what doctors prescribe to people, like, I already got a lot of, uh, you know, superstitions, not superstitions, but ill feelings towards, you know, that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very skeptical. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't study or do any research, but I just feel like, you know, some things they give you don't make you feel better. And if they're not, stop taking so I went to a wound care specialist because I was like, "This is actually what I need. This is I need someone to look at it, mm-hmm. tell me what's going on, and have like an actual, you know, plan for this thing." Yeah. Because the dude told me to. Uh, I've, I've, I know a guy from playing tennis back in high school, and he became a podiatrist. And he <coughs> that's something he does. He's a specialist from the knee down, mm-hmm. uh, and he does ruptured Achilles tendons just like I have. And he's telling me, hey, that looks infected. You need to get it cleaned out. What means is, like, you get it scraped with the scalpel to get it bleeding again, and then they, they repack it mm-hmm. with this collagen. He told me that shit over the phone, like, a month, a month and a half before I went and actually did it, because I was just being stupid. And I was like, man, money's tight. Bop, bop, bop. You know what I mean? I don't have insurance. Let's try this, this, and that before I try this. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be my last resort. That was just me being fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Um, but I finally go to the wound care specialist and they got me straight now. Hmm. But it's not cheap. Bro. Did you ever um, apply for any assistance? Like, with, like do JPS? People were telling me about JPS. Because uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Um, I should have gone to GPS because, you know, they, they take people without insurance and they get you. That's what people have told me to go. Yeah, because right now... You know, Alana, with her elbow, she doesn't have insurance. Yeah. Um, so she had to go. She, we, I took her to the ER. You know, we got, we're going to get a bill for all that. Yeah. Um, but we're, she was trying to figure out what she can do. And, you know, a lot of insurance companies, you can't just call and get insurance. You have to wait for the for the window. They have, like, a, yeah. a window, which is January. Or November. <clears throat> They, yeah, the one she called was January. For me, my job is November. Okay. Um, so, like, even... And, and the place told her, like, well... Because <clears throat> she has to see a specialist. And they told her, you know, call us back to make an appointment once you get insurance. And then she's calling to places yeah. that, she, that won't give her insurance till January. Wait, here's the uh, thing. I heard of JPS. Mm-hmm. I've heard some, you know, some horror stories. Mm-hmm. But I've, like, also, no, um, I've also heard that they'll take anyone. Like, I would say, like, going to JPS for medical reasons, like, for, like, going to the hospital if you don't have insurance, yeah, they're going to treat you like garbage. Because yeah. because they know that none of this is probably going to get paid. So they yeah. don't put that much effort into it. But I think, like, this aspect of, of they're trying to help her financially so that, that she doesn't have to pay out the ass her own self. No, I get that. And I wish I would have gone there. But at the same time, my mentality was, I called JPS, I had to call this person to that person to this person to that person. And it's just like, I don't have time for all that. Okay, this, <laughs> listen to me. This shit popped. Uh-huh. I went about a week before I like got it looked at. Uh-huh. Two days after that, or day after that, she's like, you need surgery. And she gave me a list. 
JPS wasn't happening, he called the next number on the list. And I said, let's fucking get this shit done. Because it's like, you know, I did obviously pick the wrong approach, you know, because... Yeah, I mean, you had to get it done, so... I had to get it done, but it wasn't going to be perfect or pretty. So, going to the yard, I should have gone to the JPS. Also, like you said, though, you're still here, you're still alive. I'm still here, I'm still alive, I'm still doing it. So, I mean, mistakes happen, and you learn from them, and just carry forward. Still a very happy guy. Yeah, I'm getting happier. You know? That shit doesn't change who you are. Yeah. No. No. What do they call it? A little stepping stone in the pathway to wherever the fuck you're going. Yeah, this is. This, yeah, I'm. I'm not angry about this whole situation like I was either. Going back to anger. Were you ever angry about it though? Very. Yeah. Very. Were you kicking yourself in the ass? I was angry at myself. I was uh, also angry at other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only person that I could really blame is myself. And this whole thing was an accident. Yeah. I mean that's the healthiest approach. Yeah, but it, it takes a little time. It does. It took it took me a little time at least yeah. to kind of get there, and I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, when I'm at work and you know it's four hours in, and you know I've been on my feet, I'm in a little bit of a you know I'm a little high strung, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm still dealing with it. So sometimes when people say shit to me, like I don't always receive it the best way, but I'm conscientious of it. I'm working on it. Um, but I am human, so I don't know what to say. Yeah. <clears throat> That's uh, one of the one of the most powerful phrases you can tell yourself that we are just valuable human beings. And make mistakes, and yeah. that's just how it is. Nobody's fucking perfect. Yeah. Nobody's fucking perfect. Even the great president that we have that says his phone call was perfect. <laughs> Do you know anything about that? I don't pay yeah. attention to Donald oh, okay. Trump. He's a I racist. Just, I, I, uh, Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> fuck ice. <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. Fuck ice. I I, uh, uh, I listen to it because I like the comedy parts where they make fun of it. It's really politics. I like where they make fun of politics. I think it's funny uh, too, but I don't think it's funny when they joke about it and they don't do shit when people are like really fucking. Granted, oh. I'm not doing shit myself, but. Mm-hmm. What do you mean though? Like, give an example. You mean like uh, a. <clears throat> Let's just say those camps that they were doing with the kids and separating them and putting them in the kennel. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it was. They're like big kennels. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody was talking about it, and then all of a sudden it disappeared after a week of it, and uh, they're still there. Nothing's changed. They're still kids separated from their parents, wrapped up in aluminum foil, which I always thought was kind of weird. <laughs> the shock blankets. Yeah, they're yeah. putting them in, I mean... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they look like tacos at a taco stand, just wrapped Jesus up in, just, <laughs> just wrapped up in the foil blanket. The kids, I'm sorry, I don't know, is that racist? Well, I'm Mexican. Who gives a shit? It's not that it's, it. yeah, it's like it's it's a. I get the humor, like mm-hmm. the innate humor in it, but at the same time, it's like what they're kids. It's they're innocent children, Brian. Oh, yeah. It's like I mean, this is fucking. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. This is. It's not okay to do that to them. It's not okay to do that to people, man. No, especially in the civilized world that we expect to. We don't live in a civilized world. I know that. Well, we act like we are. We yeah, we say we are in the civilized world, but we don't always have civilized action. It's more civilized than most places. Probably, you know, there's probably places that are just, you know, very rougher and more crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's appropriate or okay And these people are just really trying to seek political asylum for the most part, I think. I think so. Or I mean, just, you know, garner some wages that they can take back to their own country. And, you know. <coughs> and that's really what it comes down to. It. A lot of them just want to make money so they can just take back to their old country and make that life a little better while they're over here. I, wonder, I don't know why they don't try making a program to where they can work here, send the money that they make over there, better that area so they can eventually go back like maybe like a 10-year program you know you work here for the united states and you, you help us out we'll give you money and within 10 years you should have <clears throat> let's just say they do the numbers right you know like we estimated by what we're giving you offering you, you should have enough to where you can go back to your country in 10 years and live pretty comfortable for quite some time and then you can do it again in like another 10 in another 10 15 years if you need to you know 
I don't, you know, I'm not well versed on any of the policies. Um, so I definitely don't think I should make suggestions towards them. I just think that we should treat people like human beings. Well, yeah. Well, we should start there. Yeah. You know? Inequality. There are people that are smarter than me and, you know, know more about what's going on than me, but I think we should treat people like human beings. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, from where you're from, Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, well, the last time you went over there? Not from Puerto Rico. I'm just Puerto Rico. From El Paso, man. Half Mexican, half Puerto Rico. Oh, my mistake. My mistake. Do you have family there, though? Mm-hmm. You ever go visit them? No. I've, I've been no? one time. I went one time when I was three. Uh-huh. And um, I had a traumatic experience. My leg got bit by like, a ton of mosquitoes. And you remember that? When you were three? I don't remember that. That's just what they told me. Oh, okay. I had to go to a doctor or some shit. And it was, it was weird. Yeah, and it's funny that the same leg I ruptured the Achilles tendon. Your own, your own, your own island rejected you in a way. <laughs> kind of. I mean, what my mom would go do, the fucking, yeah. she would always break out in hives and all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. It's real, it's, you know, the climate's a lot different than where I'm from, bro. Yeah. I would think it's, you know, of course, it's going to be more humid because you're surrounded by water. <clears throat> yeah. Plus the temperature over there is constantly 100 degrees. Um, I had a, um, Oh, shit. what's his name over here? I forget who. I can't think of his name. Like two or three episodes ago, though, I had this homeboy, uh, very young, uh, as far as comedy goes, uh, dude. And, you know, he came over. He's got his own podcast. So we were, like, uh, talking about Puerto Rico. And, you know, he's been over from Miami. But, like, he was just talking about how he was in Puerto Rico. And now, like different the culture is but like how much he loves it over there still regardless and yeah. <clears throat> so I was just wondering like what your experiences were but yeah so my mom wasn't into going back to PR because every time she went as a kid it was really boring and she got sick so my grandpa always had a standing invitation to take us to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. but my mom's like I don't want to go to Puerto Rico but you can go over it. and our grandpa we love him R.I.P. but was mad boring and was just you know he he was on two things baseball and gambling bro. he liked to play cards and he liked baseball bro. <laughs> so it's just like he was always gonna fucking get his card game in and watch some baseball and mm-hmm. then you just had to go with him and so like <laughs> if you're not into it yeah then you're fucking bored as fuck and that, that's the shit I'm on you know what I mean like yeah. um you know, and then it started to change as I got older in my 20s, but then he got, you know, much older. My grandmother was just like, you know, much, when her condition was worse, so it's just like, mm-hmm. she, had, she had dementia for over 13 years. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is we didn't want to go to Puerto Rico because our grandma was boring. And then <laughs> when it got to the point <laughs> where we're older, boring. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, he was just too, uh, you know, he wasn't very strong himself, and then, you know, our, our grandma too, so. Um, but I like to go. I like to go, man. I like to get... Just go on vacation, maybe? Yeah, I like to get reacquainted with some family that I have there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go with someone else. Maybe my aunt or some shit. You don't need a passport to go there, do you? I don't know. Traveling's not really on, like, the forefront of my mind, because I still got to get off probation. Yeah. Because I have to, like... I was just wondering. No, but I do, I do want that. I'd rather go to Mexico, believe it or not. Really? I'm half Mexican, and I'm from El Paso, so like I know more Mexicans than Puerto Ricans. Paso's very Mexican. Yeah, you know it's just like it's next to Juarez, so like that's the that's the influence. But um, yeah, for sure I want to go to PR, but like Mexico's pretty tight, and uh, I don't really know much. My dad didn't bring a lot at the table culturally, so mm-hmm. plus I love fucking Mexican food, bro. Yeah. Is it, is it much different than Puerto Rican? I know a few things are different, but I'm not sure yeah. too much. I can't give you, like, the whole cuisine in terms of, like, Puerto Rican food, but it's definitely not spicy. Definitely not spicy? It's not. I don't do spicy food. Really? Yeah. I thought all brown cultures love spicy food. Uh, not Puerto Ricans. Not mm. really. Well, that, that might be true, because Salvadorians have those tamales, and they're, like, sugar tamales, which I always thought tasted really weird. Yeah, Puerto Ricans have a similar thing to what the Malays call the pastel. Uh-huh. Pastel. Yeah. 
and it's made with like yeah, that means cake, right? No, because in Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, pasteles. Yeah, it would be cake, but like about a Puerto Rican pastel, it's like this fucking thing in a banana leaf. It's like a tamale in a banana leaf, and then it's like uh, plantains. Mm. So, a lot of plantains other, in that culture. Other vegetables like fucking yuca and sometimes. Which one's yuca? It's this tree branch looking vegetable. Tree, root, tree branch? It looks like a tree branch, bro, for sure. <laughs> Sounds it's hilarious. A, it's a root vegetable, and it's mm-hmm. hard as a fucking rock. Like, you could beat someone to death with the yuca, probably. Yeah. It's, bit, it's like a club. Mm. Sometimes, like, you can find it big enough. Like, I went to Florida with him one time, and I saw those were, like, the biggest yucas I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It's, like, closer to that. I'm going to have to look that up to see what it is with you guys. It's good. I don't know how to do a lot of shit with it, but... People mostly fry it, or they'll put it in some sort of soup. So over here, um, <clears throat> so like back to the comedy thing. Yeah. Um, so you, are you are you just you just don't want to do too many shows right now, or just try to do whatever's local? My whole thing is like, let's get the whole of my ankle closed mm-hmm. first before anything. Sleep, eat. Okay, now you're strong enough. Let's start to work and make some money. You know, mom and dad have been helping me out a lot. Shout out to my parents. People in the scene have helped me out a lot financially. Shout out to them. But now it's time to pay my own way, so let's get this money. Mm-hmm. You know, and get on top of some shit. As long as I practice, I'm good. Yeah. As long as I don't lose it. You know, and then, like, once everything else is, like, you know, more straight, then it's like, yeah, sure, let's do shows. And this whole time, all I can do, all I get, you know, I'm just worried about writing and practicing. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I just took checking the time. Okay. Gotta keep an eye on the time, man. Don't want to keep it late. I got a few shows coming up. Yeah, what you doing? I'm doing some shit with Zachariah Sissons or Simmons or something. Oh, Zachariah Simmons? Yeah. Uh, Sissons is, uh, what's her name? Joanne. Jo- Joanne. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a nice guy. He put me on a show with some cool people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say their names because, you know, I don't know, I don't know uh, if they want to be affiliated with me or if they want it to be known that they're on the show, so I'm just not going to say. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, And it's not, it's just, it's, it's more like, you know how, you know, fucking, if someone finds out you're doing this or that, you know, that shit. Yeah. So I don't want to put anyone on like that. Um, that's fine. And then, uh, I'm doing something. I don't remember, but check my Instagram. You'll fucking find it. You know what I mean? You'll find it. At, uh, what is it? What's your Instagram hold? It's Jorge underscore Cortez 91. That's J O R G E underscore Cortez C O R T E Z 91. 91. Yeah. Is that your year? You were born? Cool. Yeah. Well, I see a lot of that. <clears throat> yeah. I never put 83 or 84 on mine. I don't know why I have it, but I, I, that's what I did when I had it. And now it should stay that way. Because I'm like, I don't feel like changing it. Yeah, um, hmm. I think, I think, I think I still feel that ass. That's awesome, man. The, the whole time I'm talking to you, right, and yeah. I'm looking at your eye, but, like, things slowly start, like, and I'm just like, stop it. Pay attention. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cortez. <laughs> oh, man. Now let's talk about, uh. What you want to talk about? What's going on? Let's talk about bitches, dude. Bitches, like okay? the female. Talking about, yeah, you're yeah. talking about bitches. Too. It's hard to be degrading to women, but yeah. Well, eh. I say it affectionately. I know it's 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 a poor thing to call a woman. You, you know, here's a here's a, a thing I noticed uh, with my girlfriend uh, about the word bitches. <clears throat> I uh, I realized that I use the word bitches in a whole different way than she uses it. That I was using it as. Um, when a person's complaining, like that person's bitching, and she would call me a bitch when I'm whining, like if I'm whining about something, yeah, you know, not really complaining because there's there's a slight difference between complaining. I feel like the semantics and those are the same thing. And, and uh, I I don't. I I I think there's a a line you can cross between whining and complaining about something. Because yeah. like you can complain complain about something and like. <laughs> but then there's like when you whine about it, you know, like oh yeah, I gotta do, I gotta go do it over there. That's kind of like more whiny whining. It's like I don't know. 
<clears throat> anyway, so, um, yeah, it, like, it came to terms because she was telling me, she's like, stop bitching. I was like, why Why do you say I'm bitching about something? And I forget what it's on, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true, though, semantics. I don't even know why I brought that up, actually. I don't know. <laughs> what, okay, what about bitches, though? Like, man, you're trying to go out and... trying to like get more control of myself yeah yeah do you think you're like what do you mean like you're out of control when it comes to no, talking to bitches I'm, I'm out of control. okay <clears throat> let me ask you right now i just don't want to put as much value as i do in sex when it's not as, as constructive of a thing as it is gratifying yeah oh yeah yeah Does that makes sense no i totally understand that we're like it's you're putting in so much work and then you get to have sex yeah. and then you don't even get a chance to enjoy it because you're still Thinking about the next work you put, or the next thing you have to do to put in more work to try to get. There's that end. It's like you, you look at all that you wager just to have sex, or you know, you know the comp. I, I don't like the compromises mm-hmm. for sex, so I just want to get in a place where it's like you know my my priorities are more like stand up and taking care of myself and my other hobbies and interests. And sex, just you know. So okay, so. To make it, a, let's make it like number ten on the list, not number three. Yeah. So, but then, why uh, were you just saying let's talk about bitches just for the fuck of it, or? I mean, I want to talk about bitches because I love you know women and I think they're beautiful. And, like, it's incredible. They are. Um, they are incredible. They're very beautiful, and there's a lot of. There's a lot of women. Um, shapes and types. Yeah, and it's just it's so funny how. What's your favorite type of woman? What do I like? Yeah, um, like what's your favorite race, if there is one. Uh, breast or boobs? Uh, Butter, yeah. Do you like? Do, boobs, do you like a uh, slop top or do you like, or do you like uh, lubby dubby head? It's getting nasty. Yeah. Um, okay. So my <laughs> it's favorite nasty, type of shit. Yeah. I like I like <laughs> women that are, I like women that are taller than me. To be honest. Yeah. Why is that? I I try to think about it. Um, one friend told me that it's because I like masculine women. And, um, I don't really think so. I don't uh, think so either. I like taller women. Like, I grew up swimming as a kid. Like, you know, doing swim team and stuff. And it's a, it's a sport, you know, that leans towards tall, tall, being tall being an advantage. Mm-hmm. So tall, lanky. So you see it as a, as like a physical attribute to where, like, in your eyes, they're maybe more healthier? Not healthier, no. I just like long, long limbs, mm-hmm. and it's just like that's like some that's, of the. That was like some of the first shit I saw as a kid. It was like you know, like the lifeguards. Yeah. You know, and I was like a little kid. I was like three or four when I started swimming. So it's just I was, like, I was, that's gonna be my next thing. Is it the legs? The long legs. The long legs. <laughs> um, but I, I love I love most body types. I like a, a not. I don't really like very petite women. But I do think, you know, I find a lot of different women attractive. And just because a woman is petite doesn't mean I don't find her attractive. It's just, um, you know. And that's another thing. I'm trying to get more into, like, you know, what's their mind like, who, who they are, rather than, like, oh, this meets my, like, you know, what I deem. My criteria. Yeah, what I deem physically attractive. Or what I think is most, like, optimally, optimally attractive. There's a word for that. I think it's called... Um, Sapiosexual, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's, is it yeah. sapiosexual or... There's probably many. Or a pansexual, but I don't think you... Pansexual is more like you can fall in love with a person's mind regarding, regardless of their gender, which I don't think you fall into that. <laughs> I don't think you can fall in love with a guy, um, even, uh, even though he was like the coolest guy ever. Yeah, I don't think you can fall I into don't know. I, I'm not <clears throat> interested in men physically. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of male friends and a lot of guys that you know, I consider like brothers and stuff. Like mentor me and that I do love, but I don't think I'm very physically attracted to men. I can, you know, recognize when someone's like an attractive person. Uh, but I've had plenty of opportunities to get my dick sucked by guys. Oh yeah, you suck, about suck it on a guy's stage. dick. You've talked about it on stage. You know what I mean? I hope you've had guys make money out offers. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know, for me, it's like you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, sapo, sapo. I don't know. I just said that. I'm assuming that's what I was describing. <laughs> yeah, well, so you're trying to be more like that to where you can... Like I want to connect with them as a person more mm-hmm. um, rather than just feel like, 
Oh man, I'm really drawn to you sexually. Uh, yeah. Because you know it's just there's so many things that happen as a byproduct of sex that you never really you know you're not thinking about that when you're thinking about oh man I really want to bust it that you know what I mean it's very short sighted. Yeah, it but, is very short sighted. But the consequences are so long lasting, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what happens. So. Um, and it's it, it could honestly be a pretty big distraction for me. And it's like, I feel like it shapes my psyche of who I am. Like, I'm pretty hypersexual. But at the same time, like, I need to get things done. Uh, I don't care as much anymore. Like, dude, like, when you're trying to haul at bitches on, like, fucking crutches, and she's like, let's go up the block. Like, you're not walking. You're crutching up the block. And it's not like, they're thinking like, oh, it's just up the block, but you're thinking like, damn, that's like 70, 80, 90, maybe even 100, like, fucking steps with these crutches, you know what I mean? Like, I've been on this leg all day, and she's, she's alright looking, but she's not really trying to talk to me. She's just like, you know, she's cute, and yeah, I guess, you know, it'd be fun and stuff, but like, it's weird. Mm. You know what I mean? Is it hard for you to, to... Find women who, who you can be like, hey, do you want to meet here? We'll sit down and talk. I don't think it's hard at all. And then... It's just not my... It's not It's not been my agenda. It's not the yeah. women's fault. It's like... You know, I, like, I, I, I value... Overvalue sex. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm trying to, you know, get that more in check. Um, do you ever find yourself, like, seeing someone and be like, God, that person's pretty hot. And then... And then, like... Um, kind of like telling yourself let me get to know this person because they're not just something to be attracted to to your eyes because I've done that before where like I'll meet somebody and they're like pretty hot but then I'm like you know what this is a person it's not just uh, something pleasing to see get yeah. to know this person and uh, <clears throat> and see them more as a human than, than something pleasurable and then, yeah. like, once I do talk to them and get to know them better, the attraction, like, that sexual... Increases tenfold. No, no, it actually yeah. goes away. Oh, okay. It goes away, because then I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm... You're not into them. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, like, I, I saw you pretty... I thought you were hot at one point, and you're still attractive, but now um, you're just uh, a good friend or a good person, and yeah. I don't see you like that. Sometimes it feels like you can't even talk to them sometimes, because I'm just like, so, like, oh, man, like, you look fucking great. And, like, the, the era that we live in, it's, like, it's very hard to express, like, feelings of physical attraction mm-hmm. to, you know, someone that you're interested in sexually. Yeah. Because, you know, even if you're, you only want to have sex with them, like, consensually and, like, you know, you know, without coercion, and you want them to want to fuck you, too, like, um, to be so forward like that, it's very off-putting, I think. It is. It um, is. And I get that, but, like, if I only, like, sexualize women, like, what does that say about myself? Like, I don't, you know, then I only sexualize myself, you know what I mean? And then, like, you know, what yeah, else Yeah, you're shallow as fuck. Yeah, but what, <laughs> else, yeah, what else do I have to offer besides, like, you know, sex yeah. or the desire to have sex? And it's just, it's, like, made me really reconsider, like, man, I'm really, like, a, a boring person very one-dimensional, like, I've, I've piqued interest in other things, but haven't really pursued those hobbies, because I just get too caught up. Yeah, but you don't have to put, you know, are you saying, like, are you I saying I just jack off like, a lot. I just watch a lot of porn, so, I'm not, like, you know, fucking women constantly, that's not it. No, no, but are, were you saying that, like, as in, uh, like, to kind of put yourself down when you say that, um, you're boring and one-dimensional, or were you just using that as... That, that's just how I felt, like, when I, like, you know, think about these sort of things. Oh, okay, that's how you feel. It's just like, oh, it's just all about, like, oh, fucking her, or, like, listening to that, or, you know. So you kind of, you kind of go the, the route of, like, who, like, who am I to, to, to just see this person as a sexual object, like, kind of way? Not who am I necessarily, but, like, if that's how I see them, I see myself the same way. Because if I only sexualize women, then I only then I'm only a sexual, you know, that I'm only sexual in nature. That's all I think about the sex. Yeah. You know, and that makes you feel like shit. Well, it's like, what else can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I have a penis, so what? You know what I mean? It's not the biggest dick. It doesn't fucking, you know, it's not gonna pay your bills. He lies. I've seen it. It's ten inches. It's my dick. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah, my, my dick's not gonna fucking pay anyone's bills. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh. 
or fucking cure you of all your ailments or make you know fucking make you feel better or anything so it's just like what do I have to offer you know am I what do you mean what do you have you have a lot to offer I don't think you should put yourself down so much though when you're talking about uh, I mean I'm not, I don't know if you do or don't but I don't know I just wanna I'm just trying to like reframe uh-huh. sexuality for myself like I'm trying to like stop watching so much fucking porn what's your go to porn I watch a lot of gangbang stuff into bondage, like some BDSM. Um, now, do you do that in your actual sexual life, or no, do you just watch? Just watch it. Um, hmm. I got some tape recently. Yeah. It's like duct tape, <clears throat> but it's it's like a some it sticks to itself, but it doesn't stick to the to the hand. So it's like it's for bondage. So it's kind of cool. I haven't had a chance to try it out yet, but it was some earlier. Um, yeah. It sounds fun. I'd be into it. Um, I think it's a little nuanced, and then you have to have stuff sometimes. Yeah, you have to have stuff. You have to have stuff. And like, it's like, I don't need to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, like, I have enough things to pay for. I don't want to pay for that. Uh, by the way, handcuffs are not very comfortable. I would yeah. use handcuffs. And that's just what I like to watch. And it's not so much, like, it's it's more than just, like, someone being tied up. It's, like, the way that they're being talked to and treated and mm-hmm. displayed. It's, like... The theatrical way of it. the theatrics of it. But, yeah, everything that I watch is, like, pretty, it's very aggressive and, like, very, you know, sexually charged. And it just kind of, like, puts you, it, put, it kind of put me, like, on a one-track mind, like, every every bitch needs to be slayed. <laughs> you know what I mean? That type of shit. And oh, so, man. You know, like, I would like to have sex with, you know, as many women. I, I, don't, you know. I don't disagree with that. I, I want to yeah. say slayed every time they have sex. But I would say every every woman yeah. would like it. Unless they were, like, traumatized as a younger age, I yeah. can see why. But for the most part, I think every woman does crave a little animosity. In, in no, sex. I get that. That yeah. I agree with. But what I'm saying is every woman needs to be slayed. Like, I'm walking down the street thinking, like, man, I want to fuck all these women. And that shit's overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, women that it's just like, why am I even fucking her? Like, she's like, what, her? Yeah. You know? I had, a, I, I had a friend one time that I used to work with, um, and I lost track of him for like two years, and then I saw him at the club at DMX. you remember DMX? Probably not. I, I heard think of it. It's like a Mexican club, right? It, it was like all Latino, gangster, a lot of it. A lot of it. Always a shooting every weekend. Well, um, <clears throat> I, I, you know, this was back in the day when I was like 21, 22. I got kicked out of there like three times because I was underage drinking. I was 20 and drinking in that place. That's how long ago it was. But I ran into this friend, and he was like a completely different person than when I originally met him. And all he cared about was just going to women and asking for their phone number and, and writing it down. Because this was back in the day when, when phones really weren't around that much. And he was just writing, what's up? And writing his number down. Hey, you're cute. They were and he just had that. And I was, I, when I saw that, I was like, what happened to where this is that's all you focus on in your yeah. life like what what traumatized you because that's that's a sad person right there where you when all you can think you don't care about anything you, you just want to go just give out your number as many people try to play the numbers game you know people play the numbers game when it comes yeah. to dating but that's like taking it to way over the extreme <clears throat> and and I just I don't know it's right for anyone else I just you know I I like to garden too. You know what I mean. You do like to garden. How's that going? Uh, it's going good. I just got shit in pots, so I'm just like kind of collecting some things. But if I wanted to grow weed, could you help me garden my weed? I can't say that. No. Uh, I meant weeds, like as in Texas weeds, natural habitat. You ever, you ever see those yards? They'll have like a science. They'll help you grow like non-psychoactive nat- or. Uh, <laughs> They'll have like nat- natural. Trying to play. I'm, I'm on probation. We're on camera. Why are you asking man. me questions like that? Trying to play it cool. You're like not even following along. Oh, yeah, you know. But there is like, there's houses that have signs that say uh, natural uh, Texas uh, landscape. And they'll like be full of just nothing but weeds. But that's the what grows. They're not weeds, man. I don't like that. I don't like this whole idea that like we got weeds and shit. Those are just the natural flowers uh-huh. of the area. And that's just a part of the. Well, I mean, it's a part of the earth. That's what they call them. So that's what I call. That's them. what they call them because there's like an industry behind getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the ugly I mean? plants. 
it's the ugly plant, so you can grow a lawn with grass. But it's like, that's just not meant to be in most places. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't Kentucky where there's like fields of grass. Like, I don't know. So, the agriculture, natural agriculture. Besides, so natural agriculture is the natural epidemiology, the natural ecosystems, the natural environments. You gotta fucking. They're here for a reason. They help sustain, like, certain, you know, other things, like insects, mm-hmm. hummingbirds, and fucking butterflies. That shit's important. It fucking affects another level. Yeah. You know, and the life. bees that are dying off. The bees and bees aren't the only thing that pollinate, man. You know? Mm-hmm. No, they're not, but they are dying they're, off. They're dying. Say they're dying off. It's important to, <coughs> to try to do what you can against them. You know? Yeah. I mean, e- even if. Like, I, I know they're not the only things that pollinate, but, like, even if. Um, if they were to die off, it'd still be pretty sad, you know? No more bees? It'd be more than sad. It would be devastating to the environment. And it has real implications. Huh. That people choose to uh, ignore or they choose to not accept, but scientifically yeah. proven, you know, bees are important. Did you see how Japan has made little robot bees? I haven't seen that, dude. Yeah, Japan's making little robot bees. I think it's Japan or China. They're making little robot bees that are meant to, like, go from plant to plant to plant to... To, to replace, help pollinate. To replace bees. Cause, yeah, because yeah. they're like, we have to figure out a way to, like, in case it happens. That's just, that's just weird. <laughs> I get the weird thought that, like, oh, instead of trying to save the bees, we're just going to re- figure out how to replace them. <coughs> They've accepted the oh, reality shit. of the situation that the bees are just going to die off. Because it's like, we've known that, you know, we're having problems a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, global warming's been, you know, we've, we've known of it since the 80s, but people now that still deny it and stuff. And I, that's part of, you know, that's like one of the casualties of global warming, I guess, is, you know, bees dying. I think, uh, <clears throat> and a lot of people have made, speaking of the global warming thing, have made arguments that saying that, um, that it happens to the world anyway. But the difference is we're making it happen so quickly that nature is not able to naturally go with the flow. Like, yeah. it's happening too rapid. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody about <clears throat> how Antarctica, you know, how they're melt- it's melting, and there's, like, bacteria in the ice that hasn't been, that's never been discovered, and it's starting to, um, they're, they're finding it because... It's melting. Because it's melting, and it's not good bacteria either. <laughs> it's yeah. like the eat your fucking flesh off your bone type of bacteria. So that's kind of scary right there. Shit's just getting kind of real. It's gotten real, man. I feel like a lot of the extreme weather, who knows what the source of it is exactly, but I definitely think fracking uh, causes earthquakes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, fracking causes earthquakes. So for like, sure. You know, you know when we started frac- uh, fracking here, there was never any earthquakes before. Yeah. I don't remember any. And then all of a sudden, like, um, what, there was one a couple of years ago? Maybe not even that. And, uh, yeah. No, that's... Mother Earth is like a no vagina. It's a self It's a self-cleaning up. You don't need to do anything to it. Uh-huh. Just live on it. And, you know, pay your respects to it. But. And we're over here trying to do shit. <laughs> no, we've been... It's just gonna be unhealthy. We've been mining, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fucking Earth for centuries. You know, we fucking take the oil from it. And we fucking cut the trees down. Have you seen the Lorax? Yeah. You read the book Lorax? Yeah. It's basically just kind of predicts like the life that we've been living. You know, it's, it's a fucking children's book. It's a concept that a child could understand but we choose to ignore. Ignore it. Because we get because they make money off of it. It's all about money, man. It's all about money. What which it down to? But how much here's the thing, how much more money do you need? That's the thing. They there's no limit. They want as much money as they can get. Yeah, because they already got themselves taken care of. It's but you know, greed's always a downfall to all humans. So they'll get theirs. You know, uh, everybody dies, and everything yeah. gets left behind when you die. Um, yeah, I know you have to go soon. Uh, was there anything you wanted to? You already talked a little bit about your dates coming out. Um, yeah. Just follow me on Instagram. For know. sure. And uh, oh, and I, you know, I put my stuff up there. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, no problem, dude. You know I'm always down to have you on here. I know you are. I know you are. But thanks for, you know, figuring out 
figuring it out schedule wise because I know I'm flaky. Uh, but it's, yeah, I think it's fun. It's fun to be here, and I'm, I look forward to coming on again. But, you know. I need to have you and Philip on at the same time so we can talk about yeah uh, just the couple bits I saw you guys do together that was pretty funny and and uh, I just feel you guys are good friends and yeah. Interact really well, so why not have them both together on at one time? Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see Philip when he came on with a dress? When? Like t- three weeks ago, four weeks ago, he came on to the podcast. I don't remember why he said that he was going to come on with a dress, but no, like he had to show up and he was in the, he wore the dress the whole time. And uh, <laughs> I actually have it over there. I'll pin it up to the wall. <laughs> Those fucking hilarious, dude. He's out of control sometimes. He is, man. He's so full of, uh, hilarious. Good guy, man. He's really going to fucking keep going if he. Make it somewhere. He's, he's super funny. He's very talented, but he's uh-huh. just... He's so, he's so silly. He's what he just I k- want kills to me. act like on stage. Like, how free he is with his personality. Okay. Is how I see myself when I want to go on stage. Yeah. But then I never can let myself go to be that silly. I want to be silly on stage. I like being silly. Yeah. But it just doesn't come out. I don't... And, uh, It'll come out sooner or later. Maybe when I get more comfortable. You'll find your own. Your, you'll find your own landing your way. But Phil's a Phil's a fucking freak. He's a fucking wild animal, dude. He's he crazy. Is. He's crazy, bro. <laughs> in, in like the best possible way. Like he's crazy, but he's, he's fucking yes, crazy. Yeah, man. I, I love that dude, and, and I love you, man. Love, love you, you too, man. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you, man. Ah, uh, all right. Um, let me see. Thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, again soon. <laughs>